Welcome to the Crush Your Mountain Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Health and Life Coach, Henry Gaskins, founder of Crystal's Transformational Coaching Service and creator of the Crush Method. This is a podcast about health, wellness, and personal growth. It's a space where people share cutting-edge information that will help you make changes in your life. We also share personal stories about the challenges and triumphs that have helped us to crush through the mountains of our lives. When diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I decided not to let it overtake me, but to crush through this personal mountain in order to control, arrest, and remit this condition. I learned that anyone that has the determination and the support can make massive change in their life to improve their state of being. And I began a journey to help others to do just that. And now I help individuals across the country and around the world lose weight, reduce their glucose, and create a new path for the life they want. And this is the Crush Your Mountain Podcast. Hello and welcome to Crush Your Mountain Wellness. I am so happy to have with us in this humble establishment, Crush Your Mountain, a seven-time New York Times author, Dr. Joel Furman. Let me tell you a little bit about our dear doctor. Dr. Joel Furman is a board-certified physician who specializes in preventing and reversing diseases through nutritional and natural methods. Through his medical practice, his San Diego-based uh, retreat, Eat to Live, his books and television specials, Dr. Furman shares a life-saving uh, nutritional protocol with people around the world. His work and discoveries are published in several medical journals, and he is involved in multiple nutritional studies with major research institutes across the United States. He serves as the president of the Nutritional Research Foundation. His five PBS shows have raised over $70 million for the public broadcasting system. His most recent book is Eat to Live. It's available on Harper One. And Dr. Joel Furman, we are so happy to have you here. Welcome to Crush Your Mountain Wellness. Thank you. So happy to be here. If well, I could just... Um say that my, I wrote Eat to Live in 2004, but my most recent book is called Eat for Life. That's the updated, more modern version. Okay, excellent, excellent. You have so many publications out there and a couple of them I'd like to touch on when we get a chance. But you know, the, uh, it's clear that you have a passion for helping people rid themselves from the burden of illness and disease. But I gather that you at one point was a competitor to a competitive skater. Is that true? And if so, how did your journey take you to this point? When I was right, when I was in my teens and early 20s, I was a competitive figure skater. And but my father was overweight and had a lot of medical problems and medical issues. So together, my father and I would were reading health and nutrition books to see if we can get him healthier. And so that became the starting point of my interest in health and nutrition. And I read so many books in my teens and early 20s that I really became critical of the medical profession. 
and saying, why are all these people getting high blood pressure, diabetes, breast cancer, prostate cancer, asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, ulcerative colitis? Why is there such an ex a, a tremendous burden of human tragedy that doesn't have to happen? And that nutritional excellence has the ability to not just prevent breast cancer and prostate cancer, and not just to prevent asthma and you know, diabetes, but to reverse it, if you already have diabetes, you can become non-diabetic. And nobody, you can, if you have high blood pressure, you can get off the medications, get back to normal again, just like your body can lose weight, you can lose your diseases. And nobody's getting this message. And over the years, what we're seeing is the weight of Americans getting bigger and the amount of needless premature deaths and suffering getting even larger. And COVID is just an extension of that of all these people who've eaten themselves into poor immune function, that they get so sick and even die from a simple, from a virus like this. So yes, I'm extreme, extremely passionate about this message because I think every human deserves to know that they don't have to be sick. They don't have to have happened to them what hap what's happening to other Americans. Yes. And you can protect yourself. And if you don't want to protect yourself, that's great, but at least you should know you could have, and you could make that choice for yourself, not have the information taken away from you or hidden from you. So, you know, and, and most of what doctors do, giving drugs for high blood pressure, high cholesterol and diabetes, makes it worse and accelerates the person's death anyway. It covers it up, the numbers look a little better. People think they're getting well and they're getting worse and getting heavier and they just, it, it goes nowhere. So yeah, I went to medical school back in the 1980s with the specific intent to be a physician specializing in nutrition and natural methods so I can get, so I can um, occupy that niche to enable people who want this kind of, who want to get well and not just take drugs and stay sick and get sicker. That is so powerful. You know, so two things. Number one, would you agree then that the medical system as it stands, the healthcare system globally is essentially broken? Yes, it's always been broken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's because the healthcare system inherently is focused around giving people drugs. You know, if you hit yourself with a hammer and smash the bones in your hand, you go to a doctor and he gives you some medication to take the pain away. But the next day you go home, you take a hammer and you whack the hand again. And people are whacking their hand and causing, they're destroying their body with eating processed foods and so much fried foods and greasy things and, you know, and, and, pro, and highly and processed carbohydrates and all these, and all these animal products and barbecue. And they just, they're committing suicide with food. And they're, and they have this myth that they, that, that's shared among people that, you know, that healthy eating doesn't taste good. And that to get healthy, you have to give up your pleasure in life. Some people will say, oh, just shoot me right now. If I had to live on carrot sticks, and cucumbers, I would, um, I'd rather be dead. You know, they, they've, been, they've, they've, they've taken this um, false narrative and believe in it like a religion. And they think that, that doctors and drugs are their saviors. And it's a big, you know, what's the word? Um, you know, it's like a pile of, of cards or whatever. It's a house of cards, it, it, it doesn't work. Matter of fact, the Accord study, for example, it was stopped in 2008 because they took people with diabetes and they divided them into two groups. And one group got more medical care and more attention from the nurse practitioners and diabet diabetologists where they had their finger sticks monitored and their medications finely tuned to keep their blood sugar most favorable range. 
and the government and the other group was left alone to let things run more sloppily, not monitoring them, and had a poor blood sugar control. The government had to come in and stop the study after eight years in 2008 because the people getting more medical care were dying so much younger, were having so, such an increased death and increased morbidity and mortality that the government had to stop the study. Wow. Doctors reviewing that saying, what? You know, um, more care means yes, because it was more drugs and more drugs means more death. Drugs are not the answer to diabetes. It, you know, the, what the answer to diabetes is, take the 50 pounds off, go back to eating vegetables, beans, greens, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds, get yourself back in good shape again, be fit, get healthy, and your diabetes melts away. The drugs work as a permission slip. It's like a prescription pad I call the permission slip. So people can keep eating the same food that caused the same problem to begin with. And the drugs make you hungrier. They increase your appetite. They make you, you're, they actually take the failing beta cells in the pancreas that were overworked and stressed from having to produce so much insulin. Mm -hmm. And they make those cells that are pooping out produce more insulin. So they poops out faster and the person's diabetes becomes advanced at a more rapid rate. That's just one example. But when doctors, when cardiologists or intensive cardiologists who put in stents go on strike, we see, of course, when they're out with COVID, we see cardiovascular deaths go down. We have the studies that show um, undisputably that putting stents electively in people's heart to relieve their pain hastens people's death and doesn't reduce the risk of future cardio events. It makes things actually worse. We know that much of what doctors do is not just not helping, but it's actually making things worse. And so, what, so I'm, yes, I'm a physician. And of course, I respect the emergency care in this country and, the way, and these advances we have. But, the, but most people in this country are suffering with diseases of eating improperly. And if they don't want to eat properly, they're never going to get well. And, they're, and there's, it's self-destructive behavior. And obviously... I'm here to give people the hope and opportunity that they can get well and get their health back and their weight back to normal again, by the way. Wow, that's amazing. I'll tell you, um, my personal journey and even starting this little, uh, this, this, this humble little YouTube channel was that I was diagnosed with, with, with um, pre-diabetes. And uh -huh. so I went on a journey myself to get rid of it, to crush through it. And so I was able to drop my numbers down from from 300 over on the on a glucose meter down to 93 and below that. And then finally, I was able to drop my A1C down to below five. And I was, then that's down from 11. So I'm happy with that. And it, I did that. Yes, there was the, yes, there was the metformin, but it was primarily, and my doctor was amazed because I did that within four, four to six months. I did it in my, with uh, food and exercise. And how much weight did you lose too? I went from a 36 in the waist to a 34. And I think that I'm still going down. So maybe by the end of, by, by the middle of summer, I'll be down to a 32, which was by my high school, my high school girth. You know, it's, it's so, people are so crazy. They think that we're, they, they think it's okay to put on weight as a person's age. And I'm saying, of course not. Your high school and college weight should be the weight you're at for the rest of your life. You're not going to have more muscle now than you had then. And any fat on the body is a risk factor for, for, short, for lifespan shortening and disease. This is all about getting nutritional quality, eat food of a high nutritional quality without consuming excess calories. And my point here is 
that if you don't eat enough foods that have a high enough nutritional content, a high enough content of micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants, if you don't get enough of those micronutrients, then you become a calorie consuming monster because mm -hmm. the drive to overeat becomes unrelenting and uncontrollable when you're eating the wrong foods. Eating the wrong foods leads to you having to want more and more food. Eating the right foods puts you in touch with the instinctual drives to eat the right amount of calories. You can't control your weight unless you control the quality of your diet. And I'm saying that the anti-cancer diet protects you against diabetes and heart disease and dementia. There's not one diet, there's not this anti-dementia diet and an anti-prostate cancer diet and an anti-breast cancer diet and an anti-diabetic diet and an anti-hypertension diet and an anti-diabetic diet. No, it's the, it's the same food, the same dietary portfolio gets you superior health and, and, ex, and the expectation and the science says that the, the, the healthiest diet in the world reverses all those diseases and prevents all those diseases simultaneously. So we are in control of our health destiny. Absolutely. I'm gonna read this from you. I was, I was, this is from the end of dieting. And I like that idea because I never refer to things in terms of diet. I like to refer to eating lifestyle. But, but you said here, a diet can only be considered successful if the food you eat supports longevity and protects you against heart disease, stroke, dementia, and cancer. This nutritarian diet style is the only dietary and nutritional program that guarantees dramatic weight loss without calorie counting. It is also the only dietary and nutritional program that teaches you how to protect against disease while simultaneously dramatically increasing your lifespan, your risk of a heart attack and or stroke will almost disappear and your risk of cancer can plummet by, by more than 90% while your life expectancy can increase by 20 years. That in itself is amazing. How is that, is that part of the protocol that you use at the Eat to Live retreat? That's correct. You know. As you can imagine, I've reached a lot of, you know, millions of people actually, but thousands of people across the country have, even across the world, have gotten rid of their high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, reversed their conditions, even things like psoriasis, lupus, and rheumatoid arthritis going away, asthma going away. So I've, that's been my excitement and passion stems from my, my um, watching people and helping them get well. And then some people, their home environment there, it's hard for them to do this on their own and make that change. And their food addictions, um, they need a place of safety so they can abstain from those addictive, they're addicted, break that addictive relationship they have with food. And so people come here for 30, 60 or 90 days usually. You know, they stay here usually a couple of months and we teach them how to make the food taste great and they get rid of their addictions. They drop maybe, you know, 30 pounds in two months. I've had people drop 50 pounds in three months. Um, and they learn how to, to reproduce this. They get the counseling they need, they get the training, and the, but they leave here with the knowledge they can continue to live this way at home and continue the weight loss. For example, I had one woman, Nikki, who lost 50 pounds while she was at my retreat. And then she went home that next year and lost 150 more weight when she uh -huh. left. She couldn't have done it if she hadn't spent those first few months here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have another person who, who you know, lost 90 pounds here. I think she stayed 
I think she stayed four months. She lost 90, but it was 390 when she came in. She left at 300, which is still a lot of weight. But now she's dropped another 100 pounds in, those, in that last eight, nine months she's been home. I have the mayor of a mayor of an East Coast city was here with, with diabetes and high blood pressure, so high that they couldn't control his blood pressure and bring it down. Even when he was in the hospital, giving him all these drugs, they couldn't get it down. So they sent him over here. We got his blood pressure down. Within a few weeks, he was off all medications at all. He didn't need any medication to control his blood pressure, eating so healthy on the, the homegrown food. His diabetes went away, but he had suffered kidney damage from his blood pressure being so high. So his creatinine was 2.6. When he left here at month two, his kidney had not come back to normal, even though his diabetes was gone and his high blood pressure was gone. But when he was home for two months, he continued to follow the program, repeated his blood test two months later, and the kidney had come back to normal too. He reversed his diabetes, his kidney, his renal insufficiency, and he reversed his high blood pressure. And he dropped about 60, dropped about 50 pounds too. You know, and he's a great guy, he calls me Uncle Joel. You know, it's fun to watch people get, they, and they get thrilled. They get so grateful, but they're thrilled with their new life because they feel they have control of their health destiny now. And they, they're not just waiting for something bad to happen. That is actually amazing to hear stories like that. Tell me something. Uh, now, I'm one of, my, uh, one, of, one of my partners in my business is a nurse. And she had a couple of questions that she wanted to ask. So she asked if the person has type one diabetes, they're on a fasting or fast acting insulin and maintenance insulin, and they are very athletic and plan to exercise. What carb level do you need to take in the day of intense exercise the day before and after? Do you need, or do you need to do that? And then can you give an example of what to eat? Sure. Um, her question shows how poorly people understand how to take care of type one diabetes. It's not even the right, it's not the right question. She doesn't really understand. Like, let me give you an example. A, a man came here to reverse his heart disease, right? And he was having chest pain. They told him he needed an angioplasty. And he got so much benefit, his chest pain's going away. He's climbing mountains, he's doing fantastic. He wanted his son to come in because his son had, was diagnosed with type one diabetes and, had, and was going to go to medical school, but was feeling so ill and feeling so sick about his diabetes that he kind of quit going to medical school. Um, and he came in, he was using 70 units of insulin a day. He ate the same diet everybody else ate here, but I showed him that when you eat natural, it's not the amount of carbohydrates, but we, we control his diet so he eats the same amount of calories all the time. But to get, I'll tell you what he ate in a minute and what we eat in a minute. But when he left here, he was only needing 12 units of insulin a day, not 70 units of insulin a day. He went from 70 units at the beginning of the month when he came in, having highs and lows and not being able to focus, to needing 12 units of insulin a day, being able to play tennis, go swimming, go for a run, hike in the woods, not having to change anything because it's only needed a little bit of insulin. It's the excess insulin that kills the type one diabetes and the diabetologists tell people to count carbs and cover the carbs you consume. You know, So basically once we structure the diet for the person's needs, then we can keep, they can, like if they're having a salad with a dressing made of nuts and seeds and a bowl of vegetable soup and one piece of fruit for lunch, they can have that same salad with a little different beans on top or a little different dressing or a different soup, but they're sticking to the same thing every day for lunch. Salad, soup, piece of fruit. Salads, vegetable, bean, soup, piece of fruit. Salad, chili, piece of fruit, a big salad. And the dressing is made of nuts and seeds where it might have you know, a thickened tomato sauce with roasted garlic and almond butter in there and some black fig vinegar, delicious tasting dressings for the salad. And then 
For breakfast, he may have had some blue, some berries or citrus fruit with, um, you know, with, with a couple of tablespoons of quinoa and a tablespoon of flax seeds and chia seeds or hemp seeds with some uh, almond walnut milk or, um, you know, blackberries on top or something. So he had a, um, uh, you know, so they had a, um, a breakfast and then he had a re his regular lunch and the dinner, um, it's the question is he's, he's not taking oil, he's not taking anything processed, no high glycemic carbohydrates, no white rice, no white potato, no white bread, nothing white, nothing, um, you know, no, no honey, no maple syrup, no, and, he, and no one of these fatty, high saturated fat animal products. Then he, for dinner, he had um, some raw vegetables with a hummus dip or a salsa dip, a nice vegetable, Thai vegetable wok or a, or a bean burger or something with a, with broccoli, with, you know, broccoli, amandine with, you know, or, or, a, or, or um, anyway, he had, a, he had his, the dinners were pretty much structured the same way. Note that there's no processed foods and oils in the diet and the animal products, if a person is choosing to use them, is holding them to a very low level to just use as a flavoring for a wok dish or give something some taste, but you're not using a lot of, you're eating mostly vegetables, beans, nuts and seeds and fresh fruit. And people, they, they can eat larger amounts of food, but taking less calories. They feel satisfied from the food. They love the recipes and the flavor. And they drop about three pounds every week for the people who are, we're, we're saying that um, the normal person loses between 15 and 20 pounds the first month, but then they continue to lose about two to three pounds a week after that as they continue. The first month they might lose a little more. And then it starts to slow down because losing a lot of water weight at the beginning. But, but in any case, they learn the pattern of eating and the style of the recipes and they can and then continue to do that at home. And as you know, you've mentioned some of my books, The End of Dieting, The End of Diabetes, The End of Heart Disease, and my most recent book, Eat for Life. And people have all the recipes and all the menu plans and the shopping lists. And, they, and I have these at the web, they can go to my website and they have like these 21 days of menu plans. They want to go on to, you know, lose 20 pounds in 10 in 20 days or yeah, lose, no, lose 10 pounds in 20 days. They, can, they, they have all the information. They can just follow it. But after a while, they start to really pick out their favorite recipes they, and they really just get into the groove and they start to enjoy this because it takes some time for your taste buds to get stronger and healthier too. And you get like, and you like the longer you eat it for a while, you, you like it more and more. So I'm trying to get people to suspend judgment the first time you're eating the first week or so, try these different recipes, let them grow on you and let the magic happen. Because you're not a nutritarian unless you're at your ideal weight. And that means your body fat should be below 15% if you're a male and below 25% if you're a female. Or you're overweight and you're moving towards your ideal weight at least at two pounds a week. If you're not losing two pounds a week then you're probably not following this program. Because if you followed this program strictly you people lose two pounds a week or more. And the one um, that's absolutely amazing. I'm a little frozen here. I have to come back. And here we go. You know, I was going to mention this to you. Kind of circle back to something you said earlier. And this is from Super Immunity. This is your book, Super Immunity. Wow, that's so great that you're reading all my books. Sir, when I found you, I'm a, I was a certified health coach. And my company that I'm growing really was going to use, wants to use some of your protocol to help many individuals. In fact, one of my goals is to work with persons who are in the, uh, in the school system right. to get them involved, get their mindset right, because mindset is the first start towards overall health. If you have the right mindset to do it, you can accomplish it. 
But I want to share this. It says, we are living in an era of rapid advancement in science, and much of this knowledge can be applied to help us live better lives, longer, longer and happier than ever before. But let me warn you, most doctors do not get super immunity. In fact, medical care is part of the problem, not the solution. When most of us think of a preventative medicine and proper health care, we think about getting shots, taking medication, or having diagnostic tests. We've had these products and services market to us for the last 50 years and have ex accepted a belief, a belief system that equate to more medical care with better health, survival, and longevity. This is simply not true. And with that said, uh, thinking about how our immune systems have been compromised through our poor diet, can someone actually protect themselves from COVID-19 through nutrition alone? There are individuals who are really kind of hesitant to take the vaccine, although it's highly recommended. There are still individuals who are kind of holding back from that. Can their nutrition, can they are upgrading their nutrition give them a higher sense of protection. Yeah, I think that is absolutely well established in the scientific literature at this point, even published. It's not even controversial that we know COVID affects the most unhealthy, the most overweight, and those with comorbidities. We know that the worse you eat, the sicker you get, the more you're at risk of COVID. It's not even a controversy. We, and, and no matter what age you are, when you're a nutritarian, you're protecting yourself against cancer. But the same immune system that protects you against cancer, protecting you against COVID is like is birthday cake. That's nothing. You know what I mean? That's nothing. COVID is nothing. The point is, is that you, the, the fact that COVID has hurt and killed so many, actually more, millions of people, right? That's actually killed more than a, millions of people. The fact that it just shows how bad people's nutrition and knowledge of health is, that they're gonna let that a virus could take them out like that. And, and not everybody's old. There are people who are overweight and there are doctors and people who eat poorly. They eat fast food, they eat fried food, they eat barbecue, they eat pizza, they eat donuts. They, you know, how could you eat pizza and donuts and barbecue and then you get a virus and you get killed? You know what I mean? There's, if there was ever a time to change your diet and you don't do it now, there's never gonna be a better time. There's never gonna be, a, you're faced with potential death from eating junk food and fast food. It could kill you in the next week if you get COVID and you're not going to switch to eating salads and vegetable bean soups. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy when you think about it. Now, dealing with individuals who have different types of illnesses, what I've heard and what I've gathered is that the underlying situation with almost all of them is inflammation. So yeah. the diet, the proper diet targets that. Now, when it comes to diabetes, okay, um, especially type one. Okay, again, I have an individual that's curious about this. So when you're curing diabetes, are you curing diabetes type one to the point where the insulin is released normally from the pancreas and, and can people get off their insulin altogether? No, no, a type one diabetic. I've had a couple of cases that are very young children, three and four years old that were diagnosed with type one that I, that got well, but I caught them so early on when they were first diagnosed. Almost every, you know, diabetes type one is not reversible. Your beta cells are gone essentially, mm -hmm. so it means that the person will require some um, some horm insulin for the rest of their life. However, 
I'm claiming, I'm making this radical claim and saying a type one diabetic can live to be 100 years old and doesn't have to be at increased risk of heart attacks like and, and cardiovascular death like other type ones and have amputations and blindness and, and um, digestive disorders and, you know, and, so, and kidney, kidney failure. Ty diabetes type one is the major cause of all these diseases. And it doesn't have, it shows you how poorly and wrongly these people are cared for. They're allowed to, they're allowed to adjust their insulin to any level they want to cover their sugar. Their insulin should be fixed. They should be adjusting their diet so it's not going to require more than 20 units a day of insulin. Mm -hmm. If they're going over 20 units a day of insulin, they're eating too much, they're eating wrong. But, the, but doctors let them take 40 units a day, 50 units a day, 60 units a day, 70 units a day, 100 units a day of insulin to eat all that sugar that needs 100 units a day of insulin and think you're going to be okay. No, insulin is an atherosclerogenic agent. Insulin promotes fat growth. Insulin advances heart disease. Insulin promotes cancer. It's angiogenesis promoting. We're killing them with the excess insulin. So my type one diabetic patients use between 10 and 20 units of insulin a day, not between 50 and 100 units a day, but they don't need more than that. Remember, I gave you this example of a guy who came on 70 units, just he left here a few months ago, and he left on 12, he had an automatic diabetes pump. He only needed 12 units of insulin a day is all he needed. And his sugars were perfect. You know, so it's, it's the excess insulin that kills the type one diabetic. They don't get off all their insulin, but they need only a fraction of what they were using before. Wow. Now you mentioned lupus earlier on, and yeah. one of one of my associates uh, had a bout with that uh, some years ago. Now, what would be the ideal thing to to help them with that, to maintain their their health and improve their health going forward? Right. Well, I'm not talking about improving their health. I'm talking about getting rid of lupus and becoming normal and get off the drugs that cause cancer. Those drugs, people die of lupus. Mm -hmm. People have kidney transplants and on immunosuppressive drugs for lupus. I'm pulling my hair out and saying, this is crazy. You're going to go on an immunosuppressive drug for a transplant. You can take Remicade and all these on dangerous drugs before you're going to try to let your body healthy first. So I, I'd love to be take every lupus patient in the country should be coming to me to get rid of their lupus. I had a girl once, a teenager, who um, well, a patient, of course, not my own daughter. I'm saying the patient came to me. I think she was about 16 years of age and her creatinine was 4.2 with lupus. That means she's almost needing um, renal transplant or, and she was on the national renal transplant list, by the way, waiting for a new kidney. That's how severe a lupus was. She made a complete recovery. Her creatinine went back to, point, to 0 0.8 from 4.2. I was so shocked. I had to repeat it again. I said, it couldn't happen. It just can't be the case. I was almost gave up on her. You know, I've seen so many people get well from, and I have so many people with multiple sclerosis, by the way, who've reversed their MS too. And people, you know, I've seen, so, so we're talking about the ability of nutritional excellence to reverse diseases. These are called autoimmune illnesses, psoriasis, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, all the, you know, all these horrible, there's 150 different autoimmune conditions that ruin people's lives and put them on cancer causing drugs for the rest of their life and put them in almost like putting them in a prison. And it doesn't have to be, they should be doing a, the natural approach and the healthy diet works to slowly get them better and eventually enables us to gradually decrease and eventually eliminate medication. That's fantastic. Can you talk to us a little bit about fasting because that's become somewhat of a thing now. There's this intermittent fasting that um, has been discussed and I've heard some success stories over that, but what is your perspective 
on fasting can't should be something that's incorporated in diet. Well, don't no, number one is person shouldn't be thinking about that unless they're eating a super healthy diet. The first thing is if you're not going to if you're going to fast or skip eating when you're not eating healthy and you're still eating junk food and garbage, that's you're not you're wasting your time and you're hurting yourself even more. But once you got the diet down right and you're eating really healthfully, then it, it is lifespan enhancing to not eat late at night mm. and to eat earlier in the day and to go to bed on an empty stomach. So just leave, leave with this most important message. When you lie down to go to bed at night, are you still digesting food in your stomach? Or are you feel like you're almost a little hungry, like your stomach is empty? Your stomach should be empty at bedtime when you're sleeping at night. Then you rest better, you heal, and you're maximally, maximally getting that anti-aging phenomenon that happens during sleep. Here at the retreat, we serve dinner at five o'clock. Everybody's done eating by 5.45. So they have at least from six to seven to eight to nine to 10, they have at least four hours of no food coming in before they lie down to go to bed at night. I'm saying, shut down the restaurant, clean the kitchen, shut it down, close it off, clean your teeth, water pick, you know, and have some water if you're hungry, but don't go back to the kitchen and don't snack and don't eat food after you finish dinner at five or six o'clock. That's the key. That's the most important part to remember about intermittent fasting. So they would have to really train themselves not to have that, not to give into the hungers between those times. Because sometimes some folks get that little, have that desire for that midnight snack. That's addictive. That's addictive eating because they're not eating healthy enough. Then uh, they start to go to withdrawal and feel shaky and weak and have to eat something later. That's, that means if they're not choosing high quality, not eating enough fruits and vegetables and nutrients, they're eating so much that they're going to feel lousy and they don't keep the digestive process going all the time. Eating unhealthfully forces you to overeat and makes you into a, that calorie-consuming monster. When they when they, they come and they follow my program, they're eating so much healthy food, they don't feel that way. It goes away. They can feel comfortable at night going to bed and don't need a full stomach to sleep on. They're fine. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. I'll tell you something. Uh, your, your, your information is amazing. Your program is, is unbelievable and it's amazing. You're doing great work in the world. I have one last question for you. What does it mean to you? to crush your mountain? It means to really recognize that you are in control and you get, and your health is a product of what you make it. You have to earn good health. You can't buy it. You can't go to the specialist to get it. You have to take charge of it and do it yourself. Hey, that is excellent. And on that note, friends, just remember, you're in control of the foods that you eat. You're in control of your own personal destiny. And if you want, to avail yourself of the good doctor's services. You can check his website, doctorsaffirming.com. The Eat to Live retreat is there. There's a wealth of information that he has available. And we're gonna have a link to his, to, to his resources right below this channel. So listen, you know what I say, don't just climb your mountain, crush through it. And believe me, anyone can get it done. Thanks a lot, see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Crush Your Mountain. Remember, we deal with health, wellness, and personal growth. And each week, we will have a guest featuring one of those categories. If you would like support in losing weight, reversing type 2 diabetes, or dealing with a specific challenge in your life that you just need the support or help you get through, feel free to reach out by means of Instagram, where you'll find me at Diabetes Weight Loss Henry Gaskins, or Crush Your Mountain, Hankster OG. Subscribe to my Crush Your Mountain YouTube channel where you'll see bonus content 
featuring an eclectic array of guests. Join my Facebook group where I go live each week and hit the behind scenes version of this episode that you're listening to right now. Finally, for a free session with me personally, DM me on Instagram. Call or text me at 434-218-4198. That's 434-218-4198. I am Henry Gaston, certified health and life coach, public speaker, educator, and this is Crush Your Mountain Podcast. And remember, don't just climb your mountain, crush it. See you next time.